This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. And then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tunes Shuffle. It's a show called Y-Tunes Shuffle. My name is Maggie Mayfield, your host, and our guest today, I'm so excited to finally get to have like a real in-depth conversation with you. Anastasia Washington, actress, writer, she's a singer, a comedian, a filmmaker, an award-winning one at that. We've seen her in shows like The Addams Family. We've seen her in Die Hard 2. We've seen her in La Femme Nikita. You've also just been featured on a magazine called Lady Spike. You wrote a piece called Eight Things Not to Say to Your biracial friend which was hilarious and so necessary all at the same time plus you write parody songs i'm so glad to have this opportunity to talk to you deeper anastasia washington thank you for coming on the show thank you for having me thank you so much it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you <laughs> And yeah. I'm glad that we could actually talk, talk. <laughs> yes. So you are, you're a hustler. You're like, I'm not going to let quarantine slow me down. And you've been, tell me about like your creative endeavors. Like how during COVID-19 have you been like staying sharp and staying focused? What have you been you up know, to? I, you know, I didn't let it stop me from doing things except for like working out and eating right. Um, <laughs> and everything else I'm like, let's go like stand up. Um, I've been continuing to do stand up and um i'll be in the burbank comedy fest um in just a few weeks so that's exciting um and then i wrote like a zoom based uh comedy web series called disordered about eating disorder i know it sounds not funny but it's about eating disorders in the time of covid and, and, and because a lot of us are struggling and i just like to find the comedy in in that struggle and getting out of that struggle and yeah, and podcasting and just keeping active and, and it's a great time to collaborate with people right now because we're all looking to do something and to keep busy. So, uh, and we have time. So it's like great time to collaborate with people that you haven't had a chance to. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. That's great. <laughs> that's yeah. great. Not quarantine. Quarantine's not great, but that's a great aspect of quarantine. Yeah. I did see like a meme that was like, if your only concern about quarantine is gaining extra weight, then I think you're doing okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing okay. We are doing yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. So David Earl, why don't she just text? He's like, can you hang on just for a few minutes? I'll tell him jump in at any time. Um, yeah. Sounds great. He is... I call him Hollywood secret weapon because he likes to just name drop at the most like random. He's like, oh, I know so and so. Like you'll you'll talk like he's funny. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I grew up in L.A., so I'm used to that. <laughs> you are from you're a unicorn is what we call you. Yes, I am a unicorn. It's so funny when like people are like, you know, like in auditions or something. They're like, where are you from? I'm like Los Angeles. And they're like, no, but like, where are you from? I'm like Los Angeles. Like, yeah. Where- from here yeah where did where did you grow up what what um what neighborhood uh north hollywood i actually bought my childhood home so i live in my childhood home (laughs) so very weird it looks different i'm gonna say there's no shag carpet which is nice yeah are you (laughs) do you live with family or is this your place now um it's 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 my place but my mom is here a lot um because we're we're besties we love each other is that right no that's amazing 
yeah yeah so it's it's usually me and my mom and my dog mm-hmm. um and and she's she's a hoot she's a she's just so funny she's so much cooler than me like your mom just, yeah she is she's just she's so much cooler than me like i i'm a nerd like uh-huh. you know i'm like i read like several books a week you know <laughs> like and she's like you know used to party with the rolling stones like i can't compete there's no comp- <laughs> there's no competition i go to comic cons she talks about partying at the monkey's house like i, <laughs> I can't just there's right. no, there, you know, like I can't compete. There's no com- competition. Sure. So tell me, like, how did, um, what did your mom do so that she was in these the circles? So my mom um, was a go-go dancer. No. Who, like Whiskey a Go-Go and um, Pandora's Box and stuff like that. And it's really weird because um, she didn't really tell any of us this. And so I was watching VH1 when I was like a teenager. I don't remember what age I was. And I was watching this special with the Beatles and it was like some kind of, I don't know, like TV special they did or something. Mm-hmm. And I see this like woman in like a two piece, like frilly thing. And I was like, mom. <laughs> and I, and my mom like comes into my room and she goes, what? And I was like, is that, is that you? And she goes, oh, okay. <laughs> so when I was 14, I had to move out of my house. And so I danced during the night and I went to Catholic school during the day. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Wow. <laughs> like, she's like, I haven't even told your dad. And I was like, I like my dad knew stuff like that she did soul train and stuff, but like not like that kind of stuff. Wow. <laughs> and that was so weird. Um, but yeah, uh, you know. Have you ever that. like gotten your mom drunk and like gotten some of these stories out? Oh, all the time, all the time. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like on my on my birthday, we were all getting like really um, a, like last year we were at Carthay just drinking and talking. And <laughs> just, yeah, she's she's just hilarious. And then she'll just drop things like, oh, like the time I was at the Playboy Mansion. I'm like, I, I can't. I, I can't, can't with you. you. Yeah, I can't. I can't. You know, and like it's me. I'm like, you know, like, you remember when I went to Comic-Con? Okay. Which is like still cool, you know what I mean? Like, like we're talking before we started recording, and I was like, God, she's just so awesome. I was like, oh, Can we be so friends, so like for real, for real? <laughs> sure, for real, real, real. Yeah, like it, it's like, yeah, no, it's just it's just such opposite ends of the spectrum when you think about like your parents and like you think about you. Like my parents, you know, <laughs> were like in- involved in civil rights and involved in the yeah. music scene in the sixties and seventies, and it's just like that's just the pinnacle of cool. Like I don't, you know, like my dad is a, you know, was a a city official and an African-American city official that started with, you know, Mayor Bradley, which is Mayor Bradley is like, like, they're badasses, they're badasses. And then I read comic books and talk about true crime. (laughs) So it's just, I'm a pop culture junkie. It's all different. No, that's amazing. (laughs) They always say that like you become the opposite of your parents, you know what I mean? So like, but in the most like genuine, amazing way, like you're all so, I mean, just from those few sentences, like you all sound so awesome, but like in very polar opposite kind of ways. Yeah, it's it, our family is very interesting. And I think there's so many cultures in our family, too, that it's just like we are all over the place. Um, but there's just like this common thing of love between us that just brings us together. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, interesting how different we are <laughs> for the most part. No. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do. I have two older sisters. Um, I, I am a um, pleasant surprise. So mm. there's a 
large gap between us. <laughs> so I'm kind of closer in age than my nieces, which is funny. Um, but yeah, um, I was supposed to be the flu. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. I was... It was me. <laughs> yes. No, I love that. Well, I'm so excited to hear your music. So here we go. Let's just dive right into your song number okay. one. I love that. Ugh, it's such a weird soundtrack to like. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats, You Don't See Me. Why that song? Why did you pick that song? So that is like my, so there's like two soundtracks that I, I like really listen to when I'm like sad mm. and like, you know, like, and so like Josie and the Pussycats for some reason is, is that like breakup soundtrack for me? Okay. Like, um, cause they, it's so weird. Cause they, the movie's silly. It's fun. It's silly. Yeah. But the soundtrack is so good. It and is it's, good. Um, it's Letters to Cleo um, as Josie and the Pussycats. So Letters to Cleo was such a good band and, and they had such good music. And <laughs> I think you just, you just, I don't know. I think at that time in my life, I was so emo dramatic about teenage, you know, you're a teenager, you yeah. love, you love so deeply and whatever. And it's just like everything, like he can't see me. Like it's just, yeah, it's just the way you feel as a teenage girl, I feel like. And uh, it just spoke to me. <laughs> I, do you keep revisiting? Well, I hope you don't keep revisiting this, but like, have you revisited with newer loves gone sour? Does that make sense? Yes, um, it does make sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those soundtracks that I go like I'm having a, like a super emo moment and we all have them even as adults, like even, you know, with adult relationships where we know that things are, you know, we, we have more reasonable ways of coping. We have those moments that like we have that emo moment. And that's when I put on that uh, soundtrack. Um, yeah, I even bought it on vinyl last year, like. Good for you. Who knew that that was a thing that people would oh, want no. that, you know, on vinyl. That's so funny. It's it's crazy. They um for the for the release of that, they had this huge party and like people like they had people perform and it was it was a big deal. It's yeah. it's actually like a popular like soundtrack to a lot of girls of that age I think <laughs> yeah I'll tell you I love that movie so much it made me want to be in a band I in high school I was dating someone my high school sweetheart and he was in a band he was the drummer which let me tell you don't ever date a drummer because when they're first starting out you move the drums like that's who does it the girlfriend like they're the oh, ones no. that moves the drums um and I wanted to be in a band so bad and I was living in Minneapolis with my dad for a little while like I, want, I was going to be a party planner. Like, it was a weird time. But I went on all these auditions to like be a singer of a band. Like I was like, I'm going to be like Justin the Pussycats. Let me tell you, I've done research on all these songs. And I found this to be so fascinating about this song. Rosario Dawson, who plays Valerie Brown in that movie. Right. Beyonce, Aaliyah, and Lisa Left Eye Lopez from TLC all auditioned for that role. And they were like, Beyonce's a little too quiet and shy. And Aaliyah is like too serious. That's insanity right right that's crazy how different would that movie be if it was beyonce in it so different <sighs> so different mm -hmm. i mean it, it's a great movie it's 
it was it was just like that I, it's just such a visual memory of like that kind of like the summer it came out and like you know just mm-hmm. like jamming out to that soundtrack and like yeah. even the even other songs from it like um 10 ticket thrill ride or yeah. i think it's called or something <laughs> like that like it was just like such a like a clap back moment for for my my group of friends you know yeah and actually one of my friends danielle did a little part on the soundtrack and it's the it's the tiniest part what but apparently um they didn't get tara reed to count that one two one two three she actually did it and we just loved the fact that she did that yeah we were just like that's you. you. It's, not, yes. it's not Tara Reed. It's you. <laughs> oh my god! One of those like really neat facts that no one knows. Yeah, I mean, but we just got such a kick out of it. You know, I don't know. We're like, what? Can she not count? But we're just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure she can count. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that movie came out right around the time that like the Charlie the Charlie's Angels reboot happened, and so it was like, like yeah. yeah, I feel like man in the early 2000s like if you were in a girl group it had to be three like it just that's it that's all there was room for was like women in groups of three like that's yeah. all that there could be i can only have two, yeah. two best friends that's it and and i think like as a singer you know like i always wanted to be in a band but like i felt like i don't know like i didn't play an instrument <laughs> like i always felt like well i can't be in a band but look how cool these girls are <laughs> you know i can just sing what people like write for me or i can write lyrics you know <laughs> but it, it's just so cool to see like three girls working together and like building a band and you know mm. I, had, I had dreams of it too <laughs> yeah who was you who was your best friend in high school Oh, you know, I had a a, um, a group of uh, theater friends that nice. um, that we actually do Comic Con panels and stuff together. Um, the group is um, Nerd Up or Shut Up, uh, and we we've known each other since we were in theater together doing like silly musicals, <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, and that was that was the soundtrack. Uh, that and Moulin Rouge, man. Oh over yeah, and over and over oh, and over yeah. and over and over again. That's um, right. But it was like a group of us. It wasn't like, you know, it was just basically like all us theater kids. Like we would just take over a thousand oaks, just walking around and going to the movies and screaming out songs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's high school. <laughs> it is, right? Mm-hmm. I was actually homeschooled the last, uh, independent studies, the last two two years of high school. So that was my community. Theater was my community. Yeah. So. Did you have yeah. like a prom or homecoming or did you get to do any of that? No, didn't. Oh, no. I know. It's weird, but um, I had other experiences. So I started working at the American Cinematheque, in, um, which is uh, Egyptian theater and Arrow theater. So the year that I would have gone to prom in the same time that my friends that were in school going were going to prom, I did like the Bruce Willis tribute and got to like escort celebrities everywhere. And I was oh. like, this is different. Yeah. This is different. But... <laughs> You know, and then, but I, sometimes I do wish I had like the traditional experience, but you know, I can't fault mine. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Theater nerd at heart with yes. a little love for Josie. I haven't thought about Josie and the Pussycats in probably 15, 20 years. Like it's been a long time. Oh, geez. Has that been that long since I've been in high school? Yes, it has. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it has. <laughs> My mother, I said, she's like, I never felt old until I could start saying 20 years ago. And I was like, oh, that's for me now. <laughs> no, it's now. I mean, like, I, I think it would be like if I was going to have a reunion, I think my 20th would be coming up like next year. Right. 
Ooh. <laughs> it happened. It's I fine. Know. I'm fine. I know. All right, here we go. This is your song number two. The Knack, right? My Sharona, The Knack, song number two. Why Why the song? Where does it take you? What does it make you think of? Um, It it takes me to Reality Bites, which is one of my uh, my movies that I watch when I'm just like, I don't want anybody to watch Reality Bites with me. I'm just going to tell you. like, It's one of those movies I'm like, just leave me alone and let me watch Reality Bites. Fair enough. Um, you know, um, it's so funny. I think when it came out, Reality Bites came out... Um, I would watch it over and over again. It was one of those, you know, VHSs that I actually had, which is how you got to know and love films. It was what VHS or beta you could get. Um, And I I told my mom, I was like, I just want a guy just like Ethan Hawke's character. (laughs) And my mom's like, you're going to want to change that expectation. (laughs) Like, because he's actually not that great of a guy. And I'm like, no, he's the greatest. <laughs> like, so I think that he's the reason that I choose the kind of guys I choose. And my Sharona reminds me of that. I was just like, these super intelligent, like cocky guys. Like I, lo- I love it. I love it. It's Ethan Hawke's fault. Yeah. Are you- it's his fault. <clears throat> I don't know the movie that well. So um, walk me through your first boyfriend real boyfriend oh my first real boyfriend um was my childhood like he was a friend of the family and so like whatever age we were um that's how like we communicated so like you know like at six years old he was like pulling my hair and I hate him but you know obviously I loved him and so like when we were like 17 we're like oh that's what this has been all right (laughs) so that was my first boyfriend but very smart multiple languages he knew like just you know just a very very smart very good looking guy half black and half dutch Mm. very nice mix yeah with six languages yeah that (laughs) it's like you're with a different dude every night yeah (laughs) i was just like oh my gosh (laughs) it was it was you know and i'm i'm an intellectual like uh like dater like i like i like a guy with a a good brain brains Mm. are sexy dude super (laughs) yeah and that's and that's if since you're not familiar with it like he like winona ryder's character has a choice between ben stiller Mm. who's like this um, reality show producer for like an MTV. Okay. And Ethan Hawke, who's like off the charts genius in a grunge band, just like, but also uh, like has these moments of just being a dick. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's the whole thing is like her just trying to choose between these two guys. And I knew who I would have chosen. (laughs) Yeah. Who did, who did she choose? Uh, she does end up with Ethan Hawke. Okay. Um, he does do a, like, he makes up a song about her at some club, and it's just very not nice, but eventually they go back together. Yeah. Do you find, um, like, you are very attracted to these intellectual types. Do you find that that almost puts pressure on yourself to be and read and, like, keep educating yourself no, I think I like it because I am that kind of person that's like, um, 
unnecessarily studious. <laughs> like I don't have to do, I don't have to be re- like having all the, like read several books a week, but I do because it's just what I like. Yeah. Um, and I think it makes more sense for me. I have dated like the, like in, in, in high school, I did date like some jocks and it just was like, I don't want to like, they'd be like, come to my practice. And I'm like, why? I don't want to be here. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you don't even want to be here. Why do I have to be here? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it just aligns better with uh, who you with, are naturally. With, yeah, with with who I am naturally. Um, I do think sometimes I choose guys that are just like intellectual in an area that is not necessarily aligned with me. Like I like history and I like, you know, morbid things <laughs> and I like, you know, like that kind of stuff. And these guys are like into classical literature or something like that then it's like he's not gonna like really be into me reading about elizabeth bathory for days <laughs> well i mean you never know like um like i'm dating someone who's also super into comedy but like we have different realms you know like yeah like i'm a i'm into music comedy like i'm very obsessed with music and artists and lyrics and um you know he's more of the traditional stand-up and and more of the actor side of him that wants to do stunt, you know what I mean? So even though it's like different, it's kind of like, okay, well, yeah. we get to have our own realm, but it's the same thing kind of. Yeah. I think what I had to learn was like that broody is not sexy. Like, <laughs> I think like, you know, like if you look back, like, uh, like I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, oh, yes, I loved yes. it. Right. Mm-hmm. So the first time around watching it, I was like, angel, 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 angel. Yeah. And then I like All did a rewatching and I was like, Oz, 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 or, or Spike at moments, even though there mm-hmm. are some problematic things about Spike, because they were like guys that truly could like love in a good and really healthy. And I think that's something you have to learn as like, as a woman, just yeah. like what, what love, a uh, healthy love looks like. Man. And and the, I think that it's evolved over the year because I used to think that like the bro, like the broody like intellectual that mm-hmm. like barely gave you time was just so sexy and now I'm like no I want you to be able to read and I want you to like want to go out with me to a comedy club or yeah. to a concert because that's who I am but I also want to have like quiet moments where we're just reading in separate corners and that's fine <laughs> like, it's just growing up it's just growing up you know yeah yeah I think that's really important what you said though too is like yeah when we're teenagers we're like it's everything is so important and the stakes are so high and now like now that high school is so far behind and we've had a few heartbreaks along the way we're like yeah let's just i just want stop playing games do you want to hang out it's saturday night i don't want to go out you can if you want i don't want (laughs) to you know like it's yeah it's different um and it's it's a confidence in yourself too i think like you know it's such an awkward time for women when they're teens, like, we're just trying to figure out, like, our sexuality, our, our, like, our confidence level, and then now it's, like, if you're not, it's fine, like, I will find somebody else, and they're, like, but everything is, like, so important, and so Mm -hmm. just, like, it's all about your work like it it defines your worth when you're a teenager and it's just like it doesn't define my worth now (laughs) right it's nice it's nice to have a partner I it's ideal for me to have a partner but it's not going to complete me I'm already complete (laughs) there's not I'm not missing anything I'm just you know it would be nice to have a a companion that is so cool I love the way you said that that's amazing the neck for me reminds me so much of my dad I feel like we connect on a lot of music like um, 
for what for some for some reason this was just one group that I discovered on my own without my dad's help and I I remember go, so my parents are divorced I remember going to his house one week and I was like dad I heard this band and they're so cool and blah, 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 blah. and he was like oh well that's like a I, he's like, I have that album. And so he'd put it on, <clears throat> on vinyl, but he didn't have a CD of it. So that year for Christmas, we both got each other the next CD. <laughs> I know. And it was his birthday yesterday. So we were just talking. I was like, do you remember when we both got each other the net? Oh, I remember that. It was cute. It was really, really cute. So, so the knack is like, for me, is just like my dad and, and connecting with him post divorce, like that's the language that we spoke. And, you know, for my dad, and I think for a lot of divorced dads, like they don't know how to talk to their kids. You know what I mean? They're like, like, let me take you bowling. And like, let me take you and we're going to go to the movies when like, really it's as simple as like, no dad, I just, I want to hear all your music collection or, um, some of the more important moments, like when we were super young, is like, he would read, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe to us. You know what I mean? Like just those things the that connection, stick out. Because you're missing yeah. that connection on a daily basis now. And um, yeah. I think I, I think it's hard for dudes to be that vulnerable and they not mm-hmm. try to be like showy about like trying to like be there for you. But yeah, it's the simple things. I, I love that. I love that you guys got the same album. I know. So cute. Yeah. So that was... That's my neck connection to I you. I love it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Song number three. I'm so proud of being loved by you. And it would hurt. Tell me about this song. That's my parents' song. It's called <laughs> That's their couple song. Really? It's called I'm So Proud by the Impressions. And yes. are your parents still together? My dad has passed, okay. but uh, no, my parents were an interesting back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my parents met like my my mom was like fourteen, and it was her best friend's brother. And you know, my dad was a a great man, but he was also a little bit of a wanderer. He was a little bit of a Rolling Stone, um, but. Uh, that's my mom's true love story and that's their song together like and it's 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 beautiful like you know yeah and when you think about like when they got married in 1968 it was illegal in a lot of states or it was just legal but they weren't enforcing Mm -hmm. um they weren't stopped they were still stopping people from getting married uh interracially um so you know, just like all the stuff, it, like to me, that song just encompasses their like their love and their and their like boldness to just be a couple in a time where it could you couldn't be a couple in in certain areas of the country and yeah. all their experiences. It just like encompasses that, and uh, and I just grew up listening to it and like seeing them dance to it, Aww. seeing them make out to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like they were always like making out uh, but they are a true love story even though like my dad had his like little quirks they talked every day mm-hmm. to the day he died yeah so, no that's just, super sweet and they got yeah. married in california they did mm-hmm. yeah um but they went on um their honeymoon in um detroit um, and if you know anything about history um, mm-hmm. of the of the 60s, that's the year that they had the Democratic um, 
convention and they had the riots. So my parents went and uh, honeymooned uh, during a riot. And uh, they have stories to tell, but it's not great. Wow. Not a great time. To... Also, don't don't honeymoon in Detroit. Yeah, that's a weird like one. ever, like ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't. That's really weird. Um, There's other places. <laughs> right? Did they go now? If I remember, you said your dad was kind of political in nature. Like he did a lot of. Did they do that on purpose? Did they go t- to go to the DNC? No, they didn't. They actually, um, my dad was from um, Chicago and, and Detroit. So they were okay. basically introducing his new wife to his family. Okay. On, uh, and uh, yeah, it just happened to coincide. How were the, how were the grandparents about it? Do you, did you ever hear stories about how each of their parents felt about their marriage? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, my, my mom's parents, my grandmother, she, didn't care like at all she actually um her first husband was uh jewish and her dad was a clan like a high member of the clan and they had to like leave their family and so she well like like i don't give a crap like you know um and like even with her with my grandfather when they got married the catholic church was like you can't wear white so she wore red like she was just like that chick so she loved my dad and she loved them together it was great my my, her ex-husband her my grandfather on my mom's side he had a little bit of a time he was he was german and um and had fought in World War II for us, uh, for America, but like he had to get used to it because my each one of my aunts brought home a different nationality. Like um, I have a Mexican uncle, a Japanese uncle, a Colombian uncle, and my dad's black. Like so, he was just like it took him a second. (laughs) He was like, this is overwhelming. (laughs) But um, he was always kind to us. And um, very, like, once the kids came, he was like, I I don't care anything. But um, the black side of my family, uh, my, my, my mom, my dad's mom. Yeah, there was there was a lot of tension. Yeah. 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 Uh, But you know, like when uh, she was like in the last few years of her life, she was like always at all my events and, and stuff like that. So it's just like time healed. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was rough for a bit. (laughs) Yeah. I can't even imagine. And you know, it's interesting. Uh, I would have thought it would have been the other way, you know, I would have thought that, but. Yeah. I mean, but you know, you have to understand also that the black community has seen a lot of, trauma mm-hmm. and that trauma sometimes um fear turns into rage or yeah um so i get it i get it no but I, we were always taught to be respectful no matter what she said to us and we were <laughs> yeah that's the important thing yeah yeah and yeah exactly you are so generous already with like your talent and your time um so you're your parents did great. <laughs> no. Oh, thank you. you know, thank and you. and it doesn't just stop there. It takes a village. So Yeah. You know. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for sharing that piece of your history. Oh, of course. Thank you. All right, here we go. This is your song number four. Won't you hold me in your arms and keep me safe from harm? I wanna run to you. Ooh. 
Goose Pimples. I love her so much. Whitney Houston, I want to run to you. Bodyguard soundtrack. Yeah. What, uh, where does this song take you? What does it make you think of? So I was, uh, you know, a performer at a young age. Um, but even in my like downtime, I would put like, I probably annoyed everybody in the household, but I would put on the bodyguard soundtrack and I would do it like it was a concert. I'd just be like, I would like fully like (laughs) sing these songs and like, it's such a good soundtrack. There's a million really great songs on there. And obviously I will always love you, Mm -hmm. which is a great Dolly Parton song and a great Whitney Houston song um, is on there. But for some reason, Run To You was always my favorite. And I feel like it's so underrated. And I was always like, but have you heard the other songs on the soundtrack? Um, But yeah, like I would full out perform it. Like, you know, like it's just like me as a child walking into the room, nobody asked. And I'd be like, now this concert of Bodyguard. <laughs> Nobody asked for this, but I am here and I'm going to sing it. And I'm not going to just like quietly sing it. I'm going to sing it like all out. <laughs> yeah. I am, I, this is my moment. And it's a moment that none of you bought tickets for, but you're all getting. <laughs> like, yeah. That was it. That was it. Um, I don't know why. Like, it's just like, it's such a good, I'm a ballot. I, I'm really comfortable in the ballads like yeah. as a singer like I'm just like more of a ballad singer I I would love to be like that but I'm I, I'm into it with the ballads like that's my yeah. power she got soul uh, so I think I was just like yes this is my <laughs> and yeah I, yeah. Would, I would tor- I would torture people with it like uh, oh as you yeah. should for me it was the Madonna's Immaculate Collection that was that was what I was all about when did yeah. you start singing um, did you sing in school? Did, did you do choirs? Did you do church? I mean, like, when did you start performing for real for audiences? Well, so I actually started doing soundtracks at around four years old and doing movies around four. Mm-hmm. So like pretty young. Um, at three years old, my mom knew that she had to get me an agent because she tells a story. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but... <laughs> Okay, so I was at SeaWorld, and we were watching the Shamu show. Mm-hmm. I was not watching it, because I have decided that I was going to do a concert. Mm-hmm. So I was going to sing and tap dance for everyone. Oh. And, uh, again, nobody asked, nobody bought tickets. Um, <laughs> so I'm singing, and I'm tap dancing. And the whale, you know, Shamu jumps up in the air, and everybody gets up and is clapping. And she said, I took a bow. And she was like... Yeah, we need to get her. That's <laughs> we need amazing. to get her an agent. And so I um I think it was like maybe like a month later I auditioned for a manager singing the good ship lollipop. Mm-hmm. I remember it. And uh I started working from there. Yeah. I mean like I was just not gonna be stopped. <laughs> yeah. You've been a performer your whole life. Was there ever a time when maybe you were in school and you were like, Well, I might be a teacher or I might want to be a whatever yeah I mean there was so there was a couple times there was like I I think when I was watching X-Files a lot I was like I would love to be Scully and so my mom's like you want to be Scully and I was like yes I want to be Scully and she was like okay cool let's go down to the FBI this is when you could do things like this Mm -hmm. my mom took me down to the FBI and um (laughs) I was like hey how can I be Scully and they were like okay well 
you have to go to medical school, then you have you have to go undergrad and you have to go to medical school, then you have to do your residency and then you have to do a specialty. And then you have to go to go to the FBI Academy and you have to do and I was like, I'll play her on TV. I'm playing. Like, <laughs> like I was done. <laughs> like I was like, I'm good. Um, and then um, right out of high school, I felt like a little like awkward, you know, like, you know, I just didn't feel like in my power so much because I'm a teenager and I graduated at 17 and I was just like, oh, I'm just awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went and got my certification in paranormal research and cryptozoology because that's a great career to do. So that didn't (laughs) last very long. Wow. Um, No. And then um, in my 20s, there was another lull of like, lull of 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 just acting and so i went to uh baking school yeah it's It's just like it's like creative yeah all things that you have to still work like really hard at (laughs) you know yeah like there's a demand for bakers right now (laughs) (laughs) like like i just did not choose anything remotely easy (laughs) and and it and all in all seriousness it all just it was all just trying to bide my time until mm-hmm. like the next gig and um it drove my dad crazy because he was very practical he was like just get a city job just get into government and I was like no yeah I've decided I'm going to be a ghost hunter hmm <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. he's like please stop. <laughs> and I'm like, I will not. And now I will work at a sex shop. No, stop doing it. Right. <laughs> but I'm sure like all, all of that like translates into you as a creative person in 2020, like your, your podcast serial killer and like, yeah. it all, it all translates. It all works. It's all part of you. It all works. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so weird. Like the opportunities that pop up because I took the time to do this to explore I mean as an actor and as a comedian like you should be exploring all the facets of your interest even if it's briefly because it just it makes you a more well-rounded performer you know the fact that I can cook and that I yell at the screen at like top chef like it's a it's like a sports like thing is like it's just so like it just makes me who I am and it and it and it you can add it so much to everything you do like it's just it's just a little thing so like yeah I I don't I don't think of it in any any way as any time wasted because you know what I might play a comedic chef one day you never know you never know I hope it's both at the same time Oh my gosh, Cooking with Ghosts. I think so. I think that show exists. Um, I just want you to know that Whitney Houston Run to You is not an overrated song on that soundtrack. In fact, a little nugget, just so you know, Christina Aguilera practiced this song to prove, like for hours at a time, to prove that she had the vocal range to sing Reflection for the movie Mulan. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because yeah, that's my favorite one. And that's what I always, mm-hmm. every once in a while, I don't do it in auditions that much. But every once in a while, I do it in auditions. Like, I have, like, four auditions. Like, you know, you go into a room, and they're like, can you sing? And you're like, okay, these are my four songs that I, mm-hmm. depending on how you are vocally that day, you do. Mm-hmm. It's in there. It's not, I don't often do it, but it is in there. Yeah. But you'd think, like, Christina Aguilera, like, that girl can go all over the place. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that was her song to practice so that she could prove that she could do Mulan. I think that's amazing. That's that amazing. That's amazing. She's she doesn't have to prove anything to anybody, but it's so funny. No, she had to. All right, this is your song number five. Gymnastic boy. 
Jackson Nasty. Yes. Why that song? Why did we pick that song? So my sisters, I I, I mentioned earlier, they're 12 and 13 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like a baby alive for them. Like I just like they would dress me up and they would like make they would make like these like scenes and they would like prop me up and like teach me songs and stuff like that. So they're probably the reason I'm a performer in the first place. Um, there's a there's a cassette tape that they <laughs> that they did of me singing these various like 80s songs and um and I'm maybe like two and a half and I'm like nasty stop nasty, but, like it's the it's so funny um because like obviously I don't know what I'm saying I obviously get words wrong because like I'm barely speaking <laughs> you know but I'm oh full on singing this song and it's hilarious to me it just reminds like every time I hear it I'm just like oh just like good times with my sisters like waking up early and watching the MTV like music videos which people don't do anymore like we would get up early and watch the MTV music videos and um I mean I I was watching Disney Channel but okay (laughs) you know when you have older sisters that's what they you know like they were in their teens and I was you know it's it, it was interesting it was it was fun it was a it's, it's it's a good memory to me like to just be like not even able to like hardly articulate anything but I full on saying Jenna Jackson because my sisters were like okay we're gonna paint a scene in the background we're gonna dress you up like Janet Jackson with whatever we have around the house and you're gonna sing this That's <laughs> I was like, yes I yeah. will do that for you <laughs> yeah I don't think you had a choice either are you and your no. sisters close yeah, we're very close. I mean, not always geographically. My, you know, I have a sister that lives really close, and then I have a sister that lives in um, NorCal. So, but close as in emotionally, like all the time talking. It, it's it's different when you have like a huge gap. Yeah. Um, I think like we're more friends now than we were, you know, because I was just like the little sister for so long, and then now they're like, oh, you're in your thirties you're like a real person. I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you for years. All through my twenties. I was like, I'm a real person. Like, Like, no, but you like actually have depth. And I was like, I always did though. No, like, no. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you know, but in the music video, Paula Abdul makes an appearance. She she choreographed the whole thing, but then she makes an appearance in there as well. She's in it. I did not know that. I just saw her in concert like a couple of years ago at the Hollywood Bowl. Paula Abdul? Very cool. Yeah. She opened, uh, it was like Paula Abdul, then it was Boys to Men, and then it was New Kids, which is why I was oh, really there. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. It was a great concert. And I always tell people not to go to, there's two concerts you should not, if you see me at those concerts, just don't look at me. Just don't. Okay. Just go away. Um, it's New Kids and it's Tom Jones and um, I act like a an utter fool. And then my friends, when we went to see Paula Abdul and Boys to Men and New Kids, they were like, we're fine. We know how you are. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't. You don't. Um, but we went. Um, and they were like, we had no idea. And I was like, I warned you. <laughs> I I warned you how I was. They're like we just didn't know the the depth of it. I was like I I don't know like cuz it's like my mom went. So Donnie comes on. My mom starts screaming very 
interesting things about Donnie very loudly. And I'm just like, mom, stop. Like, don't do it anymore. Don't say anything more about dirty about Donnie. And then Jordan comes on and I just hysterically cry. I just like, you hear that? (laughs) Like, it's just the ridiculous, ridiculous thing. My friends were like, we had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that uh, we all should have a band or a singer that makes us cry, like fangirl. You know what I mean? Like, we all should have that, I think. I, I think so. I, I think it's just like, I if like a guy was to try to be like really nice to me and be like, oh, I bought you tickets to New Kids. I'd be like, you're not going though, right? You're not going because I want to still be with you. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I want you to like me after this. Yeah. Yeah. So I would prefer if you not go. Yeah. <laughs> like at all. Yeah. Oh, that's Don't so go. great. I love that. I'm trying to think so like pathetic. who mine would be. I think it would be like Taylor Swift. I would cry like so hard. I watched her documentary on Netflix earlier this year and I was oh, like, I... <laughs> her documentary was so great. It was mm-hmm. like a Katy Perry one. And when I watched the yeah. Katy Perry one, I was like, I'm not going to have a new emotion. And I was same balling. Same. Yeah. But yeah, both of those documentaries really <laughs> insanely good. I'm just so emotional. But yeah, like, for some reason, it's New Kids and um, great. Tom Jones. Yeah. It's not unusual. I know, yeah. I know, I know. I used to drive my dad crazy. He would hide CD because I was one of those repetitious, mm-hmm. like, listen, I'm still was. Mm-hmm. I listened to songs over and over and over, mm-hmm. and over and over again. And so, like, he took away my Tom Jones. He <laughs> hid them because I was just, like, blasting them. Yeah. And then um, there's, because there's a song called Delilah. Mm-hmm. And the platters did it. And so I um, would play that one over and over and over and over and over and over again because I loved the song so much. It's about a murder and it's a great song. I don't know. It's like he murders her in the song. And I just, I, as a kid, I was like, yes, this is amazing. So I listened to it over and over again. My dad was like, no, he took away the cassette. Then I found a CD of it. He took away the CD. And then I found out Tom Jones did it. And I was doing that. And he just like hiding these CDs from me. <laughs> like, oh I was God. like, I'm just going to keep buying it. <laughs> should have been a radio personality. That's what you should have done. I know, right? All the music. I love it. Well, I'm glad that you were talking about concerts. Um, to kind of wrap up, tell us the experience of your very first concert that you remember. Uh, okay. So it's a tie between the Jazz Festival at Hollywood Bowl where I saw Ray Charles and Ella Fitzgerald. Wow. Oh, my God. So I, I was very, very young, but I do remember being very nervous for Ray Charles because he, like, you know, he, like, rocks yeah. a lot. And he was, like, very close to the edge of the stage, in my opinion. Probably not. This is probably just, like, kid memory. And I was just like, he is going to fall. Uh, you know, but he didn't. And then I remember when Ella Fitzgerald came out, She was, it was towards the end of her life, and she she um, had diabetes and she was like in a wheelchair and she had some limbs missing. And I, and I remember my mom turned to me and she was like, no matter what she does, you stand up and you do a standing ovation. And I was like, okay. And it didn't matter. She did not lose a note. She was <sighs> as spot on as <sighs> day one Ella Fitzgerald. So it was wow. great. Um, and then um, I think the same year I went and saw The Temptations the four tops it was like one of those like festivals yeah um at the gibson which is no longer there it's uh it used to be at, at universal studios um and i forgot it was the whispers the temptations and the four tops and i think i was wow. the only kid in the audience but i was just like dancing in the <laughs> and your parents went to both of those yeah yeah wow. my, my parents were big big into music so yeah uh, obviously uh, 
yeah and they they were just like we're just gonna take and we all we all like behaved <laughs> for the yeah. most part except yeah. for when i was at a shamu show and tap dancing and stuff yeah which you know gotta get it out gotta get the wiggles out <laughs> you know? yeah i mean i think you should take kids to concerts it really it's it's important to see and and to see these people when they're you know yeah around we gotta we gotta go to concerts when we want to see them exactly exactly yeah. um what about the last live music that you saw last live music i saw um i think was janelle monet <sighs> maybe janelle monet mm-hmm. i feel like it might have been janelle monet i was trying to think of if I went to a concert after that, but it was a really great concert. Um, I dragged my mom with me. (laughs) We went down to San Diego because it's a smaller venue than the other venue she was playing. And it was just like, um, yeah, it was great. Uh, She was great. Everything about that concert was great. Um, I did think we were going to lose our car because we, (laughs) these frat boys were like out front of their frat house and they were like you can park here for cheaper than you can in the parking lot and we're like are you you gonna get us towed yeah like they're like no we're just trying to make money for the frat house and i was like all right Mm, i I was like but i really want to save money so i can buy more janelle monet merchandise so sure (laughs) it's like car or janelle monet merchandise i chose janelle monet merchandise good choice good choice and the car was fine the car was fine yeah Okay. It was fine, you know, and thank the Lord. And Janelle Monet, I trusted. <laughs> awesome. Anastasia, yeah. this has been so awesome to chat with you today. Thank you so much for t- your time and your energy. What's your corner of the internet? How do we keep up with you and all of your amazing artistic endeavors and maybe just to talk more music with you? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find me at NSHW on Twitter, at NSHWatch on Instagram. Yeah, I know I don't have it all over the same platform. Um, if you want to watch clips of uh, of stand-up or listen to some of my comedy songs, you can go to Anastation TV on YouTube. Um, yeah, that's that's me. That's it. <laughs> we'll put it up in the blog. We'll have links to everything, Anastasia, at YTunesShuffle.com. I've been Maggie Mayfield. Thank you so much for listening. 